Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we got Katie Baird with Baird Coaching. Welcome, Katie. Thanks, Lee. Great to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Baird Coaching. How are you serving folks? Absolutely. So uh, I am based in Houston, Texas, but really have uh, a client base across the country and even uh, internationally, which is really exciting. Uh, My business really builds on my background in strategy consulting and and the years I spent uh, supporting executives as they transitioned into the C-suite. And that's really where my my coaching practice has gone. Um, I serve leaders who are mid and senior level in their career, uh, anticipating some really important inflection point professionally that they want to have a great deal of clarity and confidence around in terms of how they approach that. So I very much so am here to support people as they navigate career change and further develop as leaders. So now you mentioned having a corporate background. Could you talk about how during your work in corporate, you were able to help uh, executives transition? Yeah. So uh, most of my career was spent at Deloitte, which um, for those who aren't familiar is a very, very large professional services firm here. The great thing about being at a company like that is you can reinvent yourself a few times. So I started in very traditional strategy consulting, uh, meaning I was analyzing business problems and helping companies be more efficient uh, in the choices they were making. Um, And that led to work with a group called the Deloitte Greenhouse. Uh, When I started with them back in, gosh, I think 2013, we were about 30 people nationwide out of a company of, you know, 150,000. So we were a tiny sort of startup. And our focus was around helping to accelerate relationships for the firm by really carving out a space for senior leaders to come and uh, think without interruption about their strategy and really wrestle with nebulous business problems. Uh, So I supported not only designing those day-long sessions, but also facilitating them. Uh, which is ultimately what led me to my my first academic coaching program at Rice University about uh, four years ago. So now having gone through corporate and then being involved in consulting at the level you were in, you still felt it necessary to actually um, get a, you know, more academic program of coaching to feel confident in order to deliver coaching? I'm glad you asked that. Um, yes, I did. So, um, you know, the, the coaching market these days has really exploded. I would say it's probably oversaturated. And just like my background in consulting, it, it can be very easy to call yourself a coach, just like it can be pretty easy to call yourself a consultant. And for me, I really wanted to understand like the foundations of, of this profession and for me, that meant going back to the classroom. So um, Rice has a, has a wonderful program, very focused on um, 
emerging leaders and the role that sort of coaching, coaching tools and methodologies can, can do to um, help business leaders. So I started that and have since sort of advanced in my accreditation with the International Coaching Federation. So now, um, what did you take from that kind of academic coaching, um, kind of from the learnings there, as opposed to what you were experiencing kind of boots on the ground dealing with folks in real life situations in real time? You know, the, the lessons from the classroom have been really applicable to, to my profession. I think the biggest thing for me and my practice has been really embracing this idea of, I call it leading from behind. So I am there to really support my clients to accelerate their thinking to give them a space to look at their challenges and contemplate things from a variety of dimensions. And I really want to use my line of questioning and my listening and insights from what I'm hearing them to help further their progress uh, as they're unpacking those problems. And to me, that's really what stood out in the program at Rice was just the, the incredible impact that you can have when you really just hold the space for somebody to, to explore without, um, you know, just without a whole lot of requirements and pressure put on them. Now, was that a difficult transition to go from kind of wearing a consulting hat for so many years uh, where you're there to solve a problem and implement a solution to a coaching hat where it's more about asking questions and having the, client self-discover the answer? Uh, it definitely could be. Um, I think if anything early on, it, it made me a better consultant when I was still in that world, because you want to make sure that you're, you're answering the question to the right problem. And in order to do that, you need to be really curious and unpack things and and look kind of beyond the face value of what you may be seeing in in the business challenge. So coaching was really helpful in that regard. Um, I'd say when I made my transition to my coaching practice full time, it actually was probably more of a challenge for my clients to adjust to. And I think that's because a lot of people see my background. They see Deloitte. They may know the name. They may loosely understand both strategy consulting. And if they don't necessarily understand what coaching really is about, they may want me to give them the answer or help solve the problem for them. Um, And I think there are probably plenty of coaches that are fine with that and work that way. Um, My hesitation and and the reason I, I don't really bring consulting into my coaching business is that I think it makes the solution really less sticky. And I want my clients to really be confident and in control and have that clarity around where they're going next, what those choices are so that they can continue that momentum without me. Like that success is that, you know, they don't need me as a coach anymore. Now, having spent time now in both uh, camps, the consulting and the coaching camp, why do you think there is a firm like a Deloitte, like you said, with 100,000 consultants, 
and there isn't a firm that has a hundred thousand coaches? I think coaching is, um, well, there's a few reasons. Um, coaching can be harder to, I would say standardize. It is much more, I think of a unique, um, and sort of preference driven, uh, profession than consulting. And so I would imagine it would probably be hard to really coalesce a, a mass of coaches around a, a single methodology or, or approach to the work. You know, certainly I think you're seeing important work being done in that space by kind of governing bodies like ICF. Um, and I think you're seeing some early efforts of that um, to really democratize coaching. If you look at like the better ups and the coach hubs of the world that are, are trying to bring coaching at scale to, to junior level people in, in at companies at frankly, a, a really, really low price point. Um, I think that's probably the most we've seen so far in terms of establishing a firm around coaching. Now, do you see coaching as integral as consulting, uh, especially to senior level folks? Um, because as, as coaching becomes more and more available, and it seems like, as you said, that it's being kind of offered, it used to be offered, obviously, to just a handful of people in a given firm, and now it is kind of moving its way down the, the ladder to more and more folks. Do you see this as becoming almost a must-have addition to any type of an organization rather than a nice-to-have? Absolutely. So to your, to your first part around it being integral at, at the leadership level compared to consulting, I would say it's, it's more important. Um, I think businesses have become overly reliant on consultants uh, for talent and for answers. And I don't think that's actually what they need. Uh, I think they need to be investing in themselves at those most senior levels to, frankly, be more capable at, at cultivating and, and retaining talent. Um, and, and a big part of that is things like communication and, you know, setting a strategy and vision that people can relate to and, and really buy into. Uh, and I think coaching can go a really long way in helping those leaders develop more holistically. Um, in terms of coaching and its value, you know, throughout the ranks of, of a business, I think it is also an incredible imperative. Um, you know, this pandemic has been so incredibly hard for the world in, in so many ways. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't want to um, underestimate that, but I think a, a really exciting shift that's happened is all of the reflection and reevaluation that frankly those fortunate enough to be able to do so have done about their careers, their priorities, and how they want to grow. And you know, it used to be, I think, that there was this myth or this narrative around what an ideal worker is or what an ideal company is or what it means to be successful in your career. And, you know, if this past year of 2021 is any indication, people are just, you know, bucking those ideals left and right. And 
there really is no longer one definition of career success. Um, I love that for my clients. At the same time, I think that's really hard for companies to deal with unless they have a really robust approach to investing in their people and providing a variety of avenues for them to grow and think about their development. Now, for your clients, are they finding you because they have a specific um, pain they're trying to address and get past or uh, a challenge they're trying to overcome? How how are they coming to you and and what is the problem you typically solve for that first-time client? Um, Clients are really coming to me, um, I would say, through several referral networks I have. Um, and also just word of word of mouth based on, you know, my own re- reputation in Rolodex, um, which is fantastic. And um, I, you know, I, I make it pretty easy for people to find me in terms of my website and LinkedIn and just, you know, reaching out to find time to chat. So it's a pretty straightforward process for anybody that wants to just explore coaching. Um, but those that do tend to find me or, or choose to work with me are both men and women, mid to senior level in their career, um, and very much so want somebody as a sounding board to help them think through what's next. How do I grow? Um, How do I manage through this transition the best way possible? And, you know, for some people that might be, I am a, I don't like this term, but I'm a working mom returning to my job, my career for the first time as a parent. And I don't know what that looks like, or it could be somebody leveling up into a senior or very um, highly visible leadership role for the first time. And they want to be successful. And in that first year, Um, another kind of specific example I'm seeing a lot of currently are, are people who know they are unhappy with what they are doing right now. Um, know they have value and experience to offer and and want to make some type of pivot, but they just don't really know entirely what that looks like. So they want to um, think through what's next. And for the folks that do reach out to you, what does that first conversation typically look like? Is it a lot of you asking questions or them kind of um, giving you the background of the challenge? What does that first conversation feel and sound like? (laughs) In typical uh, coaching fashion, I'm probably always asking a lot of questions, but um, it is very much so a a back and forth. I want to learn as much about them as a person and what has them interested in coaching as I want them to leave, you know, feeling they know about me and my style um, and and my approach uh, so that we can really ensure that we are a good fit. Um, I think if you don't have that natural rapport and and connection with your coach, it's really worth having a few conversations and, you know, fit between both parties to me is, is just as important um, as, you know, understanding what's the coach's expertise um, and what kind of, you know, process or methodology do they bring to the work they're doing. So we cover all of that. For people that are new to coaching, how do you know that you have a good fit with a coach? Like what are some uh, symptoms of a good fit? So yeah, rapport can be really hard to kind of put your finger on, but um, you know, 
at least where, where I'm focused in this sort of career space and, and leadership development, these are serious conversations. It, it can be intense. It can be a lot in terms of what you're contemplating. Uh, so you want someone where you feel like you can say anything to them. Um, and that is because, you know, there's no idea here that we won't entertain or that we won't unpack. Uh, so you want to find a coach where you feel comfortable exploring out loud. Um, I think for, for me, when I think about some of the, the best clients I've had in terms of our relationship, they, um, you know, they really value a coach who is going to challenge them, who's going to ask tough questions, who's going to uh, push their thinking. And so you want to make sure that you are with somebody who you feel comfortable kind of having that back and forth with. Now, can you share uh, maybe the most rewarding success story in terms of where the person was, you know, when they started with you and where you helped them get to? And obviously, don't name any names, but maybe just share what was the challenge and how you came in, got involved and then how and the new level they attained? Yeah, so um, uh, there's one recently that comes to mind. Um, I was working with a woman who was very established in her career in the tech space. Um, she was not uh, based in Houston and chose to leave her, her very large established uh, tech company for, for a startup. Um, and I've been with her through that whole journey from deciding it was time to make a move to figuring out what that next right move was and all the way through now, we are about um, six or so months into her transition into that new company. Um, I think for her, what has been one of the, the greatest values from coaching has, has been having a consistent kind of supporter uh, and perspective there throughout that process end to end, you know, she remarked recently that she really had not realized how lonely it is to be a woman and a senior woman um, in a very male dominated, you know, small company culture. Uh, and, and so being able to really help her think through uh, relationship building and, and setting a strategy in this new role and, and how she goes about building a brand for herself in this new culture um, has been really exciting. And, and I think, you know, set her up for success in the long term with this, with this new startup. Well, congratulations on all the success. If somebody wants to learn more, have more substantive conversation with you, what is the website? Yes, it is KS, my, my initials and then Baird, B-A-I-R-D, coaching.com. And they can also find me on LinkedIn under Katie Baird. Well, Katie, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work and we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Lee. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio.